Thanks so much for tuning in to the Nerd of Godcast in living color. We're going to talk Christ culture and nerd culture. We're going to scroll through all of the channels of yesteryears, remembering the reruns. What's a rerun? You'll find out. Don't touch that dial. This is your Nerd of Godcast. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast. I know, I'm excited too. I'm so excited. <laughs> We're uh, Christ Culture and Nerd Culture come together. We're going to celebrate all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. My name's Tony T, and for the next few minutes, our fandom and our faith are going to be tuning in to watch our favorite shows of yesteryear, to binge watch uh, adventures, excitement, drama, romance, comedy. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl. And uh, we're not going to be doing it by myself because with me, as always, he's like a cross between Buster Bluth and Al Borland. It's Steve-O Supremo. Hey, podcast listeners. <laughs> Moving around the table, he's a walking, very special episode of your favorite 80s TV show. It's the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, hey 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 or dynamite <laughs> indeed uh, uh she is itty bitty like the 15 minute long shows on the cartoon network only hot topic is not nearly cool enough to carry her merch it's jackie freaking wilson yes i do have merch you can find it on <laughs> nerdofgodcast.com that's right the uh you can get the, the, the jackie shirt now i have to make a jackie shirt All crochet. <laughs> <laughs> it just says bye because <laughs> off the shirt <laughs> and uh she is part e entertainment network part tbn and part telemundo it's lovely lady lismani of course of course hello i love you lismani i love you too jackie i will buy yes. your merch <laughs> no for the booth he's like steve urkel screech powers and dexter from dexter's lab all rolled up into one it's nick the engineer Hello. Hey, man. All right. We'd love for you to join this conversation. Let us know what TV characters you would be. You can connect with us on the social medias. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can check out our website at nerdofgodcast.com, or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. you give us a call on our Nerd of Godcast hotline. That's 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. That's 760-664-2278. Find us online at Patreon.com if you want to be a part of the financial blessing of this show. And you can hang out with us on our Facebook small group. That's the Nerd of God Squad. I think that covers all of the business, yeah? So many words. Sure. Yeah. So many words. I just kind of blanked for a little bit. Basically, just, just, just type Nerd of Godcast into the Googs and you'll you'll Go find us somewhere. Us. Cruise the Googs, guys. Cruise the Googs. Uh, well, we, uh, we, we got to get into the show. We got a lot to cover tonight. But before we do, I feel like it's been a long time since we've done this. It's time for our best thing ever! Star Wars edition, ladies, take us to a galaxy far, far away. Loud. And the results are in. The Academy says that Chewbacca is better. Yeah. Dude, I I, I, I propose a new strategy. Let the Wookiee win. (laughs) I'm not mad at that. I feel like Chewbacca deserves some love. But you're a dog person. I am. That might have to do with it. He's furry. We we watched Star Wars. You saw Chewbacca. She's like, he's like me. Yeah, but but to Lisa's credit, anything that's furry and cute, she says it's like Max. I know. That's not true. You're furry and cute. 
Yeah, but uh. only to one person. Chewbacca's <laughs> like a mog. He's half man, half dog. He's his own best, best friend. friend. That's right. That's right. Well, well all right. Well, that's not, I, I can get behind that. That's a yeah. solid choice, Chewbacca. I think it's just out of respect. I think yeah, Chewbacca that's right. has he's earned OG. respect yeah. Yeah. to be able to win this. Well, he's like mm-hmm. 300 years old. Exactly. And Give the man some credit. And Let him have his moment. And even after Han Solo's demise, he still had to like do things he by himself. Like, he and had imagine to how hard that must be for him, too, to like yeah. pick up and still be like... Chewbacca, this yep. bad to the bone. Like after or, he lost the person, he yeah. like the exactly. more than this. And he got his medal at the end. And he, he got did. His he medal. did. Get a and then medal. and all Finn did was kind of like help a couple times. I, I love uh, one of my favorite things that makes me smile every time I think of it is when Maz Kanata calls Chewie her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's so sweet. <laughs> Which is awkward because Chewie has a wife and kid at home. <laughs> well, we don't, and a stepfather. We, we don't we don't talk about the Star <laughs> Wars holiday special. A dad, his dad. Yeah, no. Oh, my heart. Uh, his son, kid's name again? Lumpy. And his wife's name? Uh, Mrs. Chewbacca. Chewbacca has a child named Ma- Lumpy? Is yeah. it Molly? Uh, it's not, uh, yeah. It's we'll, not canon. We'll talk about it off the we air. We need to watch it's it. awful. All okay. together. Let's celebrate awful. life day. Let's do a commentary track. NOG talks about That would be amazing. Oh, so, special. What, what do we have? For, who's, our, who's our contestants tonight? So tonight is going to be Ray versus... Luke. Oh, no. It's like the other second hard one. Dang it, man. They're all hard. It's Yikes. Star Wars. It's going to cut deep. Like, I thought I was okay after Obi-Wan and Mando, and now this one. Ray uh, versus Luke? That's a bunch of garbage. I, it I just mean, depends who you're asking. I feel like this depends what Star Wars generation you're asking. Yeah. Everybody has their yeah. generation of Star Wars, and if you're from, if you're an OG, you're going to just, well, Luke. But if yeah. you're you're coming into the game now, you your values in Ray. So well, it also depends on what Luke you're looking at. If it's Luke from the original trilogy, then most people say Luke. But if it's Luke from uh, Last Jedi, people are like, like, "No, Ray." Like no, that's true. No, Steven, generation. Steven's right though, because if it's Luke from the prequels, she's gonna beat him because he's a baby. He's yeah. a little baby. Mm-hmm. Well, just, he's a wee lad, just like exist. his daddy. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, what do you guys think? Are, are, are you guys Poe? Are, are you guys pulling for Ray? Or are you guys gonna pull for Luke? I'm mm. kind of pulling for Luke. But like it's it's hard. So like a lot of these, um, like a lot of these battles are really tight. Like they could really go either way. It just yeah. really depends. Like they're they're tough to decide. Are you pulling for Luke too? I think no. I think it's gonna be Ray. I, I think it might be I Ray. would vote for Ray, but I think we're gonna be surprised or not surprised. I think it's gonna be a close race. Okay, look I at think the, it's gonna lean to Ray. Ray lifts bigger rocks than Luke does. I mean, she. I mean, she strong. pulled down. She pulled down a ship from the sky. She's strong. I'm she's just saying. Let's look at Ray. She at shot the, lightning from her Ray at the first she time shot we meet. Lightning. Jesus, Auntie. Ray at the first time we meet Ray. And then Luke, the first time we meet Luke. Oh, which Ray, one Ray wins more? Ray would kill yeah. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ray's like hard. Jakku Ray versus Tatooine Luke. Oh, Ray would Ray kill wins. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Luke just wants to go get some power converters, and Ray's Ray fighting for her life. Ray yeah. had to steal power converters from a yeah. downed star destroyer. All right, so it might be Ray. You might you might be right on this one, Lisbonny. <laughs> well, where can they uh, where can they vote? They can go on nerdofgodcast.com. Dot And you can vote for whoever is this week's. Best thing ever. All right. Well, best thing ever aside, we're going to play a quick game, you guys. So pull out your tablets, and Stephen is going to take us on. Oh, I ha- I'm going to play. You're going to play. All what right. You cool. Sit there, not do yeah. anything. All right. No, I'm, I'm down with this. What, right. what do we have tonight, Steve? So this is a game that we have done before. Uh, it's one of my favorite games that I've come up with. It's a game I like to call Name Pending. Name Pending. Uh, so what this game is, this is a TV edition. 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to name the original title to a popular TV show, and then I'm going to give you guys a multiple choice answers for what it could be, and then you just answer accordingly, which which whatever whichever one you think it is. So this first the first show originally was called What's Lizzie Thinking? Was it A. Wizards of Waverly Place, B. Clarissa Explains It All, C. Lizzie McGuire, or D. Lizzie Borden the series? Just put the letter. All right, everyone boards up. One, two, three. Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Everyone got that correct. Lizzie McGuire, yeah. That was an easy one. That was an easy one. All right, number two. Nowhere. Nowhere. Was it A, Survivor, B, Lost, C, Manifest, or D, Naked and Afraid? Mm. Mm. That's a show? Yes. Yep. People go get naked get in the naked. woods and are afraid. I'm afraid of the show. All right, three, two, one. Boards. B, B. B. Uh, B, B uh, it was lost. B lost. Hey. Next up, not the Cosby Show. Was it A married? Ma- <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Was it A married with children? B Modern Family. C It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Or D The Simpsons. Wait, I'm super. Oh, wait, the show. I, the, I, the original title of the show is not the Cosby Show. Yes. So you're guessing what show? Was going to be called Not, not the, the Cosby, Cosby Show. Okay, same expecting. again, same again. Like coming All on right. Thursday at 8 p.m., watch Not the Cosby Show. Yeah. Was it A, Married with Children, B, Modern Family, C, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, or D, The Simpsons? All right. I don't know. I don't remember the options. I'm just putting in the answer. All right, boards up. One, two, three. Uh, Is it a, Married D? with Children. A, Married with Children. It was A, Married with a. Children. Love that show. All right, next up. Six of One. Was it A, Friends, B, Mad About You, C, Spin City, or D, Party of Five? It's too much math if it's Party of Five. Party of Five, six Wait, of well, one. Wait, say the options again. A, Friends, B, Mad About You, C, Spin City, or D, Party of Five? I have no idea. Six of one. For Party of Five, sounds the like six a, member sounds was Sounds like the a audience. Borg. All right. Yes, it does. All right. Three, two, one. Board's up. Friends. friends. It is Friends. Hey. Very good, everybody. All right, everybody. Next up, life and stuff. Life and stuff. Life and stuff. Was it A, just shoot me, mm. B, king of the hill, C, cheers, or D, Roseanne? Ah. I have no idea what any of King of the are. hill. <coughs> Bling and oh, Bobby. King of the hill? Life and no, stuff. No, not like that. Like, I know what the shows are. Oh. I don't know what the answers are. They ain't going to be all laughing stuff known right now. Don't all right. No. Three, two, D- one. Boards up. Cheers. D. Roseanne. Cheers. D. D. It is D. Roseanne. I don't know things. That was her whole thing was she was like, yeah, life and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I never really liked that show. I never watched it. Well, huh? Roseanne, when it was good, it was really good. But I'm racist. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Next up is... Good morning, Miss Bliss. My Roseanne Bar and my Lucille Ball <laughs> very are very similar. Good was morning, Miss Bliss. Was it A, Beverly Hills 90210, B, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, C, Degrassi the Next Generation, or D, Saved by the Bell? Good morning, Miss Bliss. Good morning, Miss Bliss. Uh, All right. Oh, my reason, but this is my answer. Boards up. Right. Saved by the Bell. It is Saved by the Bell. Was that the principal? No, she was their original teacher. was Miss Bliss. It was so Haley Mills from the up. original Parent Trap. I don't watch that show. That, uh, w- that was not only the original, that was the actual broadcast name of the show, which I think it took place in a middle school in Indiana. 
Really? And then when they the, they did the second season or whatever, and they changed it to a high school in California. Huh. But m- most of the same kids. Oh, interesting. Weird TV show. All reboot. terrible. People. Next question. I know a lot about TV. Speaking of <laughs> terrible, next question. Jerks. Jerks. Is it A, Arrested Development, B, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, C, The Cosby Show, or D, <laughs> House of Cards? The original name of our show was Jerks Rudy. No? No. no? I liked it. I, I enjoyed Thank that. Thank you, Steve. I enjoyed that. All right. All right. Boards up. One, two, three. Always sunny. Always sunny. Three. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Nice. nice. It's a show about All right. jerks. Only a few more. It is a show about jerks. I've only seen like two episodes of it. They're very unlikable people. That's the point. Never, never saw it. It's supposed right. to be terrible. Next question. 36. Is it A, This Is Us, B, 24, C, Survivor <laughs> Man, or D, Naked and Afraid? Uh, <laughs> Why would you, wait, say the options again. A, This Is Us, B, 24, C, Survivor Man, or D, Naked and Afraid. I have no idea. Dang, that's... Uh, I'm going to go for the one that I'm sure is wrong, but just makes sense me to me. Me too. That's exactly what I'm doing. We'll see what happens All here. All right, boards wait, up. Wait, 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 wait. It's too late. It's already up. It's Survivor. I put man, C. Survivor Man. 24. Survivor Man. The answer was A, this is us. I was gonna oh. that's what I thought too. I don't know why. But I, I didn't like, read too eh. much into it. I just saw that I thought that's weird and put it in there. I feel like that's the first one I missed. Alright. Next up is called know. Surgeons. Surgeons. Is it A Scrubs? B E R mm. C Grey's Anatomy oh. or D House. So ah. I thought I was talking about a fish series, but that's Sturgeons. Totally different show. I don't know. It could be any. Bass Masters. Mm-hmm. It's a fishing show. Mm-hmm. I thought it was about a Christian apologist, but that was Spurgeon's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boards up. Three, two, well, one, go. Crazy mm-hmm. Anatomy. B. I put scr- uh, ER. I put, I put D. Oh, we this we oh. have we have a complete split, All right. a split answer here. Everybody so loves everyone it. has a different answer. It is not house. Oh. So Neff, put your board down. Oh, Sorry. I don't know what I put it for. I just put D. It is not scrubs. Yeah, fine. So now it's between Tony and Lee Smiley. Uh oh. Between ER and Grey's Anatomy? ER and Grey's Anatomy. The correct answer is Grey's Anatomy. Dang it, man! If I put if I paid attention, I probably would put Grey's Anatomy, but I'd Alrighty. What letter was that? That one was C. <laughs> Nick, Nick, I forgot Nick you were here. Again, <laughs> secretly playing along in the booth, winning every game. Right, now this one is the toughest one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you said there was only ten. No, this is number ten. I or have I can, answered ten already. Um, you no, might. This ten. Yeah, this is ten. What do you? That's mean? how good she is at this game, you guys. No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> so here comes the final one. Um, <laughs> this one's called Montauk. Montauk. M a m o n t a u k. Okay. Which is a city in New York. Uh huh. Montauk. Go. Is it a Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. B Heroes. Okay. C Twin Peaks. All right. Or D Becker. <laughs> Weird. Becker. I loved that show. Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. Ted Danson. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, I love Becker. I always hoped that it was a a spinoff of Cheers, and it wasn't. See the options again. Was it D Becker? C Twin Peaks. B Heroes or A Stranger Things. I did it backwards. I I I'm using like a process of elimination thing on there. See, I saw I Decker before things. I watched Cheers. Becker. So did I. So for me, Becker was in Cheers. Gotcha. gotcha. That's how I did it too. That's why. See, I saw Frasier before I saw Cheers. So for me, Frasier was in Cheers. 
But he was. This is a spinoff. Okay. All right, boards up. Three, two, one. Jackie says C. Neff says C. Least Mighty said C. You guys C. all said Twin Peaks. It was Stranger Things. Oh. It was originally going to be set in Montauk, New York. Ah. So they had it originally titled Montauk. All right, I got seven. I got six. 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 Five. Right. Hey! Tony's our winner. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And, and at least when he's forced joking. At least Marie is forced joking in. <laughs> I wonder if we were playing golf rules. And, and this has been Name Pending TV Edition, Steven? Name Pending TV Edition. Fantastic. I love TV so much, you guys. I really. TV growing up was so important to me. It was like we used to go around and watch shows. My mom and I, I we would watch shows. All the time. Like, I feel like every TV show in the 80s was must-see TV. Mm-hmm. We watch all of them. And I don't know at what point in my life TV stopped being so important. I don't know if it was like, hey, I got a job and I have to go do other things. But TV used to be, like, the foundation of entertainment. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I don't know, like, what what is your, like, go-to show that you remember kind of growing up? Growing up? Yeah, like what was your, what like what is what is the show that you just associate with like man that's my show that's the show but like that, right now or as a child no like in your story going on not not necessarily just right now but like when you think back on your TV memories I think back to the first TV show that I remember like actually actively watching the seasons like as they progressed yeah a lot of TV like growing up was very sporadic for okay. me I didn't get to watch mm-hmm. a lot of TV. So, because I have younger siblings, I was exposed to Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay. And that was the first TV show that I remember, like, sitting down and, like, fully watching the the series, like, with my sisters and stuff. Okay. I never, I still have yet to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. It's so Exceptional show. And I own the entire series on Blu-ray. Oh, let's watch it. I do. Watch Party. I bought it so that Jackie and Lise Muddy could watch it with me. And they never did. And they never did. Hmm. I'm it's up on, on you. Wednesday, it's on Thursdays you guys. now. Yep. All right, all right, we'll make it happen. I guess, I guess for me, going just by Jackie's standard, was The Simpsons was the one I watched. I watched it every single Sunday. Oh yeah, and King of the Hill and like Malcolm in the Middle, all like those Fox shows from like to mid the mid to late nineties, early two thousands. That kids shouldn't have watched. I was always, <laughs> I always. Well, they weren't that bad. King of the Hill is wholesome. Um, I once uh, wore a Simpsons tie to church, and I had I got called into the pastor's office. That's about right. So that's not, that's <laughs> that not appropriate. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. My brother and sister and I, for whatever reason, from when we were little, we didn't have, like, TVs in our rooms. Or, like, we didn't do a lot of TV until we were, like, late mid- middle to late middle school. But one show that we always watched was Full House. Oh, yeah. I don't know why Full House specifically was the one. Like, I sometimes watch Full House now as, mm-hmm. a, like, an adult. And I ask myself why, like, five-year-old, six-year-old me would sit down and watch Full House and be so entertained. Because mm-hmm. I feel like my standards as a six-year-old would not have been met by Full House, mm-hmm. but or, but I it was, and we would just watch Full House all the time, <laughs> like the three of us. Cut it out. And and like, we you know? loved it. We loved it. And I tried to think of like other shows, like other like sitcoms like that that they would give, and like we hated. They would always give like it would be Full House, and then it would be Family step Matters by step, and Step by Step, and Family Matters, and we kind of were okay with Family Matters. Hated Step by Step. I hated Step by Step too. House. Yeah, Step by Step was. Stupid. It was. I agree with you. Stupid. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Hot takes here at the Nerd Godcast. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the other second remember, I remember waking up every Saturday morning, and there were like three channels worth of TV. There was ABC Saturday mornings. There was um, uh, WB Saturday mornings. WB Kids, and then the Fox Box, which was all anime stuff. Oh yeah. So I remember waking up, and I had three channels worth of, of entertainment. To Saturday morning was prime real estate, oh, and yeah. I, I lament Looney the day Tunes. that Saturday morning yeah. cartoons went away. Uh, yeah, but during but during the weekdays before school, 
uh, we were blessed with the channel Nicktoons, and we watched <laughs> Kablam every morning. Kablam! Every morning before school, we watched Kablam, which had episodic series, and like, but like small, tiny, like yeah. s- short stories. Gotcha. From like now I will say, once things. the TV became like a thing, like once we got TV in my room, everything was that like Amanda show, that's so yes. Ravens, mm-hmm. Lizzie McGuire, Drake and Josh, all of those like early to late to mid to late um, 2000s Nick and Disney shows. Mm-hmm. Those were life. Zoe those were everything. Zoe 101. Which I didn't get into until I was in high I school. I love Zoe 101. I'm that singing was, the theme song right now in my head. That <laughs> so was good. all like <laughs> past my time. Uh, see, yeah, I, you're saying these things and I've not I'm heard of like, some of yeah. these shows. Well, I'm like, okay. What about the biggest one? SpongeBob SquarePants or, or like early SpongeBob SquarePants. I was 10 when that, that I don't know if you're, if you're trying to say early SpongeBob SquarePants so you can kind of like sneak me in, but I was, I think I was probably like 30 when SpongeBob came out. No one's too old for SpongeBob. 1999. You know, you were like you're in 22. your like, yeah. Okay. Still too old for SpongeBob, I think. No one's too old for SpongeBob. Perks Excuse of having me, you're sisters. saying that you were too old for a cartoon Sponge. Uh, calm down, calm down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shots so, fired. Okay, so when I was a kid, I used to watch shows with my mom and we would watch I, I just don't remember like being relegated to watching like kids shows although I had Nickelodeon and I used to watch the heck out of Nickelodeon on my own time mm-hmm. when I would sit with my mom and we would watch shows we would watch shows like Different Strokes and and we would watch uh, Facts of Life and we would watch The Cosby Show and we would watch we would watch Unsolved Mysteries we these are the shows that we used to like to watch and my mom and I would like always I, I remember like sitting on the carpet with my mom and she would have her coffee and I would sit like in between her legs and like lean back against her and we would watch TV like that was quality time for us Aww. was watching television and I think awesome. maybe that she, <laughs> we did that because back in the day because this is how old I am I used to have to get up if, if she needed to change the channel mm. and I would have to go and turn the little knob on the TV to change the channel I had one of those mm-hmm. TVs the on the top. Yeah, but, um, but yeah so we used to love watching TV and that, that was a big part of me and, and I I, I love TVs. I love like the, the the theme songs of TV shows, always my favorites. And I love just the concept of like they're going to take a story of a character and put it into this little half an hour format. And even if you don't know what's going to happen this week, you know the basic premise of what's going on in these characters' lives because it's just sort of the established mm-hmm. norm of the show. And even the theme song sometimes could give you exactly what you need. Yes, no, exactly. You're like, exactly right. No, those, those were some of my favorite theme songs yeah. were the ones that would do that where you just, it opens up and it's like, here's kind of the story of the show. Yeah. Like Gilligan's Island. Yeah, exactly like Gilligan's <laughs> they Island. They literally yes, tell you the, the, the plot. Just or, sit right back, back and you hear a tale, a tale of a faithful trip that started from this tropic board of board. This, this tiny island. ship, yeah, and it's like it tells Aboard the whole story. That's right, <laughs> and it just tells the story. If you've never seen Gilligan's Island, if you watch the theme song, you're caught up. Yeah. By the way, I'm I'm not upset by it, but I am shocked that that show has not been remade yet. Yeah, yeah, them yeah. remaking all these shows and stuff. I'm surprised that hasn't had like some weird like Jordan Peele horror element. They did to remake it. It, it was did. called Lost. Oh yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was the whole thing. The, the, the whole show they were uh, in Bob Denver's dream oh. the entire time. Uh, yeah, the P- Professor Dharma, the whole deal. Oh, okay. yeah, it, was, it, was, it all works out. It all works out. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Neff, you're exactly right. Um, thank you for saying that. I wanted to um, I wanted to share a couple quick TV theme songs with you guys. Ooh. See if you can just sort of spot them. Uh, but yeah, you're right. My favorite ones were l- like these ones that would actually tell the story. So check check this out. You guys know it? Yeah. The Flintstones. And then here's your intro. Meet the Flintstones. They're a modern Stone Age family. Where are they from, Stephen? From the town of Bedrock. They're a piece out of history. With the family down the street. 
through the courtesy of friends to feet when you're with the Flintstones. You got it. I want a big wreck ribs to ruin my car. I, and, and you get the whole story there. There's the Flint. I love the Flintstones. I love that show. All right, here's I another. I love it when they crossed like their, over with the Jetsons. No, that was terrible. Here's I like their one. vitamins. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What could this one be? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Arrows and a half shell. So if one. you don't know anything about this show, right away you're into yeah. it. Like, what are they? Well, they're That's teenagers, a... they're mutants, they're Ninja Turtles. And they're heroes. And I, have to See, I grew up with TMNT, and it, it accomplished the same thing. Do you know that Chuck Lorre, the creator of like the Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men, wrote the theme song to Teenage really? Ninja Turtles? I don't think it was that hard. He did. It was literally the name of the show. But here's the setup of the show. They're really hip. For the colorblind kids. So now you know the villain. They're persistent in their in their relentlessness to stop say, their antagonist. That theme song is very like '80s montage. It's great. It's it, amazing. It reminded me, like completely unrelated to it, but kind of related to it. It reminded me of Scooby Doo, like the old Scooby Doo uh, shows, yeah. and I just I had the flashback of my memory of watching those. Uh, TV shows growing up. Absolutely. I love Scooby-Doo. And I, I, maybe kids shows are the ones that kind of do do it the best when it comes to like kind of telling the story of mm-hmm. like, here's your characters, let's introduce them. Because if you like, listen, listen to, I mean, okay, this is uh, probably not a good one. Uh, Just play it. Uh, well. You got the Jetsons right. on there? Yeah, you got to know this one. With Jane, his wife. Oh, yeah. If you need to know the whole setup of this entire universe, video game, movies, TV shows. The very best. No one ever was. Bum, 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 bum. Catch them is my real test. Jaggy is, is feverishly. Everybody look over at Nick. He's beaming now. Across the land. He's like, this is my jam. <laughs> Nick, were you, Nick, were you allowed to watch that show when it came out? No. <laughs> Why? I have vivid memories of burning Pokemon cards. What? Oh. No. What? Oh, that's Those are worth so much money now. A holographic Dragonite. I'm, I'm, talk- I'm talking like original. Mm. Oh, oh, man, that's one. painful. This one gets me. My heart. Making a way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all that's your all I remember. Look. Showed up a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you need Becker just to pour you an alcoholic <laughs> beverage. Sometimes you want to go. Everybody knows your name. That's a okay. So that's an inviting song. Like when you're listening to it, you're going. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Like I want to. I don't drink alcohol. I'm not going to be sitting there having a cold, frosty one with Norm and and, and Cliff. But I do love but, Shelley Long. But I do like being included. I do like a place where everybody knows my name. I want to go and belong to a certain place. There's a certain that's level of we like go to Bella Italia. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, if you want to go to a place where <laughs> I just pictured Tony walking into Bella and the song playing. All right, so what are you picturing when that happens? San Francisco. San Francisco. Convertible. The convertible going across the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Yeah. And and either Mary Kate or Ashley, one of them. The yellow Staring lettering off with her hair flowing. And so, but there's it takes you to a place, and it's an invitation. They're sitting in there on the rolling hills, and they're playing, and and you just kind of want to be a part of the Tanner family for just a minute. Did that singer who sang that song? Did he sing several other? Theme I'm songs? sure. Yeah, they all kind of came voice from the same. Like he sung the Pokemon theme song. Uh, maybe he did. But when you, when you hear these theme songs and they kind of take you into that world, this is one of my favorites because it it perfectly captures the ridiculousness of this show. 
If you don't know the show, oh, just appreciate oh, how campy the song oh, is. I think I know it. This is for Leonardo. Yeah, it's Three's Company. It is Three's yeah. Company. Yeah. See, I knew this song. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three's Company, too. And the whole concept of the show was you had this guy who was like a super like womanizing, over-the-top like mm-hmm. uh, woman, a womanizer of the 70s who is moving in with these two young, attractive girls who he's trying to get with both of them. But the conservative landlord won't let them live together, so he has to pretend that he is of a different persuasion mm-hmm. and we're in there in front of the landlord. Really, he's trying to get with both of these girls all the time, Whoa. every time, because he's just, the, you know, insatiable uh, womanizer but uh, for the landlord's perception he is just it's a very 1970s type TV show they couldn't make that show today they (laughs) probably it'd be a whole different world but uh, a great perhaps the greatest TV theme song of all time when it comes to setting up the world it's not that so when it comes to setting up (laughs) you started to say and then you realized (laughs) oh wait never mind last season of The Masked Singer there was two people from That's So Raven on there and Lee Smitty was in her happy place was it Orlando Orlando Jones was it he meant two Cheetah Girls oh That's So Raven is not the same as the Cheetah Girls Raven Simone was in the Cheetah Girls she was an episode of the Cheetah Girls you're welcome that's all I'm saying don't correct me in front of the children the best TV theme song when it comes to setting up the story and uh, and the atmosphere of the show is this right here. Where we're moving on up. We're moving on up. up. Yeah. No, I think that's a Raven's better. Wait, what about wow. Sanford and Son? No, no, no. When it comes to establishing the story of the show, like have we, you uh, heard the That's the Raven theme song? Have you, I have. It does an have exceptional heard, job. Look it up right now, and everybody appreciates it. Have you heard the Sanford and Son theme song? <laughs> I do like that one. Do you have the McGilla Gorilla theme song on there? Yeah. You do? We engage into the future. Future. Is this the Cheetah Girls? Why? He just rhymed now with now is the with now I can with see. now. Serious to me. All right, so yep, I'm gonna ask you. Me. I'm gonna ask a question because I. If that didn't set up the show perfectly, okay, I don't so, understand what so, you want. So let me ask you this because I don't know anything about that. So Raven, apparently Raven is in the show. Yes, mm-hmm. and she's a time traveler of some sort. It's the future mm. she can see. She can see the future. She can see the yes. future. It's the future I can see. A clip, just a little so bit of the future. She, look, so she can see the future. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, that's she's a gypsy, up, but she doesn't know the context of what she sees. In okay, the but that sets up the show. Okay, yeah. I see. I don't. I didn't know that. So if, if that's the the that's what I just got from it. I was listening mm-hmm. to it cold, but not having seen the show, I got out of the theme song. That's Raven, and she can somehow see she the future. Okay, so I'm set up into now. I'm set mm-hmm. up into the the universe of the show, the canon mm-hmm. of the show. Okay, so that does a good job of, of setting it up. Some theme songs just set the perfect mood for a show. Like the Silverhawk theme or song, or the Golden Girls, or the Thundercats, mm-hmm. or oh. Law and Order. Dun, That's dun, true. Dun, 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 dun. The Office. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe not a better show at setting the theme of a world than. Yes. 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 <laughs> or. 
Yes. Oh yeah. Good, this I still I like. I'm it. getting anxiety from that yeah, I because I don't want to go on Tower of Terror. Same. Like that's what this does to me. Same. Same. Jackie. Boom. PB and Setting the flavor of a world is so important for a theme song to do. How's this? It's in unplayable, so that's how it is. Why is it unplayable? What uh, was it? Uh, maybe we can make it. Maybe we can do it with Steven, our mouths. Steven, shut up. If the theme song's telling the story of this this TV show, like what is it? What is it that tells the story of your life? What is it that tells your character story? If you were walking into a room, what theme song would play to announce like, "Now that's so nefri," you know, like <laughs> it's the food that I can see. <laughs> that's so nefri. It's diabetes. Oh me. no, nef, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not funny, but I laughed at it. Sorry. Uh, it's just life and stuff. <laughs> what up? What, what 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 is the story that you're a part of? Like what how if we were gonna write a theme song of your life, what would you pitch me? Like so, I'm I'm a theme I'm Chuck Lorre. I'm mm-hmm. I'm here to write the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song of your story. So pitch me the, the the quick thirty second summary of okay, I'm gonna write a song for you. What's your show about? What is your life about? So give me the elevator pitch of your life's TV show. Crippling anxiety. <laughs> and character setting. Give me something else. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. That's the pitch. It's a show about nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Lee Smotty. Nothing's anything wrong with that. A young cosmopolitan lady. Cosmopolitan. Sure, why not? With a penchant for the theatric. Okay. Surrounded by teeny people. Who are the teeny people? Your, your students. Your students in oh. your, your class, maybe? I don't I'm know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to create a setting, so you're in your school. I thought in my show I was around midgets. <laughs> I mean, that's what children it's are. It's Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. <laughs> so, so she's surrounded by a bunch of small little children. Miss Liz, Miss Liz. And that's the name of your show is Miss Liz, Miss Liz. I don't know. Oh. Um, good, good morning, Miss Good morning, Miss Liz. Miss Liz. <laughs> 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 so so there's your, there, so the, and, and she's, but yeah, she's overcome with crippling anxiety. Miss Liz. So now we have a theme song for it. I'm sorry. Why was my crippling anxiety turning my four-year-olds into 50-year-old smokers? <laughs> They're baby kids. <laughs> oh, no, they don't die. They multiply. Oh, no. Neff, oh, give, a, give us a snapshot of your of your life story. I don't know. Like, uh, it, it fluctuates between uh, uh, a kid's church sanctuary and a desk office. An office desk. An office desk and a, and a, a children's ministry. Yes. Okay. So, what is it like? A combination of uh, a classroom sitcom? Is it? It's like a like a like a situational job sitcom, like The Office, and then like, and, and it fluctuates between the two. It's, it's a talking head. It's um, a talking head. It's a mockumentary. <laughs> yeah, that is a mockumentary. Well, so far, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. So it's just you know dealing with the pressures of work and uh, you know the com- the comedy and uh, hijinks that ensue. And, work uh, on that. Work. I need you. To, I need you. To, I need you to workshop that a little bit, and then come back to me because that was terrible. I'm, I'm not going to watch your show. You got to give me the hook. Give me the conflict. What's the what's the, what's happening in your show that makes me want to watch it? Because so far there's a desk in it. That's all I know, and possible diabetes. I, uh, I can I can I can do a handstand. <laughs> can you? Well, that's the hook. You have to tune in so to find a whole, out. A whole show next week. A whole show about a guy in an office. Maybe he can do a handstand. The whole theme song is just no, 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 no. He works in an office. Will he do a handstand? This Why are we episode? making this into a TV series when it belongs on the big screen? But <laughs> oh the end of the movie, will he do a handstand? Jackie, tell us about know. your. Tell us about your show. Pitch, pitch me your pilot. Super easy one. I'm a cast member at Disney World. Like. 
but Disney's not going to license it, so you have to be a cast member at a vacation destination theme park. There it is. Yeah, so um, just trying to make magic happen in very unmagical situations. Okay, all right. So, But it's got like a maybe a feature of the week. Every week there's a new person on vacation, kind of like yeah. a, a love boat sort of vibe. Yeah. Okay. Could be that. All right. Could okay. Be fun. Okay. I, I, I'd watch that show. Yeah. Steven? See, I had an idea, and then I, I, y'all's were like very much more closer to your actual lives. So I feel like mine doesn't <laughs> no, work. No, no. Go with yours. Go crazy. So mine may or may not have been stolen from another source. But it's like I'm on a reality show that everybody's in on it except for me. That's oh, how the it Joe feels like show. That. So like you don't know it's happening? It's the Joe Schmo well, no, show. Well, no, 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 no. Everyone knows it's a reality show. I think it's real life. So Steven is uh, on the Truman Show. Basically. I was going to say Truman yeah, Show. That's how it feels, that's that's how it feels like it's sometimes. It's the Joe Schmo Show. Yeah. No, the Joe Schmo Show was a fake reality show where everyone was on it except the guy, but he knew it was a reality show. The Truman Show, it's a reality show where the guy thinks it's real life. I've never understood it. Okay, so so far I think Lee Smotty and Jackie have the only watchable shows here. Nice. Uh, we'll see you guys. Mine's more of a commercial. <laughs> mine, <laughs> my, mine's going to get sued. Would Would you watch your own story? Would you watch your own show? Maybe. No, well, I'm boring. <laughs> As we established in the previous episode, we are not cool. What makes a show good enough to watch? Um, writing. Char- character. Okay, so so character you mean by yeah. writing, do you mean like dialogue writing? Yeah, just how the how the characters communicate, like what they say. Is it intelligently written? If it's stupid, there is nothing worse than watching a show and going, "That was a dumb thing for that person to say." Exactly, like so badly written. That gets me. Like those moments are what make me never finish watching shows. The right. moment someone says something that I go, "That was stupid," no one would say that. Cringe worthy. No one would be like even in a exaggerated scenario it really just bothers me that i have I'm, to be in it I'm, I'm looking at you arrow oh shots fired yeah, laurel is I the worst straight oh. not even just all of them except for dig and uh, felicity and even then they started to make me mad because Dig's gonna be green Lantern. there was a there was a thing that went through with um i, I think it was the show lost where every single episode oh, a yeah. character said look i get it they would say they would say something basically redefine what was happening in the scene and then follow it with the words I get it. Mm. It's like that's terrible that's writing. Irritating. That is tantamount to when they use techno babble on Star Trek and then another character says it back but in common language for us stupid folks watching it on syndication. Mm. It's like what we have here is a Pitney Bowes techno bubble time travel. You know like that's oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pitney Bowes techno bubble for some reason I guess we're mailing letters to the past. I'm not <laughs> sure but uh yeah, bad writing is is a deal breaker at least money. What else? Character development. I Having agree. good characters like Lost. Cuz mm. that show was amazing because it made amazing characters. And then it made them into smoke monsters and that's stupid. That does not happen. Mm. Listeners don't listen to them. Mm. I don't know for me for me it's it's big on character development that's really what like makes me appreciate a show it's one of the reasons why I have watched the office like 50 million times mm. because the character development is really wonderful throughout the the series I love it when a character grows yeah in the show. and you can really see that in the office yeah I, when when you keep a character kind of like a caricature of themselves yeah, yeah that's never that's never any good it's nice when you have like some some movement it doesn't stay static mm-hmm. I recently watched something about the office specifically the first season and how like it didn't work because of how terrible Michael Scott was. So within an, an interview with the writing staff, they asked them, like, what did they do between the first and second season? So number one, we got rid of, like, all the quirks that made Michael terrible, and we made him into an actual person, and we wanted to make sure that 
people could relate to him so we made him sympathetic and we made sure that he was a good at something because he was great at sales but we also wanted him to win at some things and that just be terrible and that switch is what made people keep tuning into the office and made it one of the number one shows of all time because of the character development. It's the goat. I don't know if that was character development as much as that was a, a proper uh, character adjustment. Probably making sure. So is your character sympathetic in your story? I, I like to think I'm a very what, sympathetic are, person. Or are you, Stephen, are you a season one Michael Scott? No, I'm like I'm like season seven Michael Scott. Was he on the show in season seven? Yes, he was. That was his final season. Yeah, you re- that's a, Wait, there's a that's season a, of The Office about Michael Scott? There's yeah. two seasons of The Office without So that's a bold does, statement saying that you are Michael Scott at his most triumphant. I don't know. How just, did they do two seasons without Michael Scott? It, 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 it worked. It, it's, it's rough, but it works. Yeah. They, they, brought in, uh, they brought in Jim Carrey and Idris Elba. Just trust me. Mm. Um, yeah. uh, Ultron. And, and, and no, Ultron. Ultron. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, so are you a likable character? Depends on who you ask. <laughs> what makes a character likable? Relatability. Usually, usually, if yeah, relatability. That's a big thing. Everyone wants to be Jim. Yeah, because everyone relates to Jim. Yeah. But Jim is also like. I, I relate to Stanley. <laughs> Did I stutter? Did I stutter? No, you boy, have you lost yes, your mind? You've been meatballed. <laughs> He's been feeding us meatballs for weeks. <laughs> no, uh, definitely relatability because people always want to see themselves in characters. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're watching the TV show. That's like you get to with a movie, you get to see a character for an hour and a half, two hours. But for the show, you're with them for years sometimes. And if you start to lose that relatability, you lose the audience. See, I don't know. But, so let's talk about relatability. Uh, well, let's just say interest. The, have you ever watched a show and you know like you've got to get through it, but there's some episodes you're just having to power through? Yes. 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 For example. Naruto. Because if because the first 120 episodes are story-driven because it's all one continuous story. And the last 80 episodes of that show are all filler episodes. Ah. And then just because I had to watch them so I could get to uh, the next series, ship it in. Yeah. But like, I didn't want to miss anything just in case there's a little bit of something. All right. So the the universe is about to turn on me right now. I'm about to go straight villain status. You ready? I'm going to turn heel. Star Trek The Next Generation is a wonderful show. It's probably my favorite show. There's a lot of episodes of Star Trek that you've got to power through. I was about to say the exact same thing. I'm going to say the same thing. Doctor Who. There are a lot yeah. of Doctor Who episodes yeah. you've yeah. just got to power through. The reason why I'm not up to date on Doctor Who is because I just stopped watching because there, there was like four or five episodes in a row that was just like I had to power through. Likeable characters, yes. but just Fire sometimes out. it's just too much, no, too long. You're not wrong. Ugh. I started watching. So the new season of Doctor Who just started, and I watched the first episode, and I was kind of excited because the, fir- the first season with the new Doctor um, was it was kind of mad. It was it was seen as like the worst season of the new seasons, um, and I'm I'm now behind like seven episodes because I just don't want to watch it. Anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing. You if you lose interest, you're you're done. Yeah. And I think at a TV show, you don't want people to lose interest. How many shows have you started and not finished? Like a that's lot. painful. That's <laughs> a tough yeah. thing. There was yeah. a show that I started. I gave up on Arrow too. Yeah, it, just, it was too yeah. irritating. I watched Once Upon a Time. <laughs> and I watched, but it's okay that I gave up on Arrow because Lee Smitty's sister went ahead and just told me how it all ends. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> she completely caught me up. Oh, She's well. like, "So what do you think about this?" And I'm like, "Well, I guess I'm done here." <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I just, to me, you want a story that, that is interesting and stays interesting. But we're not talking just TV here. We're talking about our lives. We're talking about our stories. And and one day, I, I, I just, I think the worst thing that could happen is if you just wake up and you tune into your life and you just go, "What is even going on here?" 
I've, I've lost the plot. My character is not the hero. I'm not interested in this story anymore. And so many people, I think, find that out. And I wonder why. I wonder what the problem is. I wonder where where do we lose the direction? Where do we lose the, the challenge? Is it a lack of conflict? Is it uh, a lack of interest? Is it a lack of focus and direction? Are we just kind of meandering through our own little subplots and cliches and bad dialogue? I want to get to like the conclusion. What's the end of the office? Like, what's the goal no. of the office? Not the not the end of the office, but what would be the goal? Like, if you're there and you're watching it, when it comes to an end, you go, okay, that was a good ending for everybody. Mm-hmm. That was a good goal. We didn't know in season one that that's what we were working to, mm-hmm. but there it was. With the end of Star Trek: The Next Generation, was it was a wonderful, beautiful ending, and and that's the way it had to end. And there's there's so many different stories that we watch. Did you watch the Gilmore Girls all the way through? Did I? <laughs> how did it end? So many times. How did? Yeah. Like, don't tell me how it ended. Like, spoiled it. But, yeah, but satisfied with the satisfied ending? ending? No. Well, if we're talking about like the Gilmore Girls the original series, the, sh- the show, the, yeah. Um, when they came for Gilmore Girls, a year in the life. Um, it ended, and I think it ended in a way that was unsatisfying, just because it was abrupt. When you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when a show spends a lot of time building characters <coughs> and stories and relationships, and then it ends on a very like weird. We note. can just resolve this this way. Bada bing, bada boom, it's done. And then it's done. That that was a little. I mean, I love Gilmore Girls. I stand by Gilmore Girls to the <laughs> end. But the ending was a little lackluster in that it left you going, "Well, dang, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like that." And. That was, I think, a frustration for a lot of people. Yeah, when you're when you're interested in something, and then it's just like, well, where was this going? Is this where this was going? Was this the intentional ending of it? And that's the same problem I have with Lost. It's like I don't, I, I you it made me want more out of this, and I don't want to come to today. I don't want to go wake up tomorrow and go, man, the story of my life is this. Is this the direction I'm supposed to be heading? Is this interesting? Is this the best story that I can be a part of right now? Or is somehow this that weird like season that all TV shows have, where it's like, oh, you can skip this season mm-hmm. you know Lisa Marty and I we, we watch Community and there's like a season that famously you don't have to watch because it's like ah uh, they the showrunner left and a new guy came in and it's just like eh, it kind of lost its direction it lost its charm I, I don't if we're believers and the Lord is our showrunner if we're believers and the Lord is developing our character then then that connectivity I think is what makes our our stories interesting and a lot of times we ask God for things that lose that make us lose the interest in our story we ask God for things that make our story easy we ask God for things that make our story painless and yet the the conflict in our lives is sometimes what makes the the, the story great mm-hmm. you know some of your favorite moments from the office are Jim and Dwight giving each other a hard time <laughs> that's great that's great conflict there uh, you know we, when we see these things the easy parts are never what make the stories great it's the difficult parts so there's there's an old uh, uh, message, TED Talk kind of <laughs> sermon uh, by a guy named Donald Miller. He's the guy who wrote um, Blue Like Jazz. And he, he does this thing right now called Story Brand, where he's talking about living your life as a story. And he tells this this story about a friend of his who has a daughter. She's in junior high school and she's just going you know, crazy. She's living her life off the reservation. She's gone all goth. She's everything is an argument with her parents. She they found drugs in her room. She's just super, super frustrated. She's got this boyfriend that's just a nightmare. All it's just everything bad that you don't want for your kid, right? So his friend, the father, has this solution basically to yell at her and make her go to church. And 
that wasn't fixing the problem. And you would imagine it wouldn't be mm-hmm. fixing the problem, right? That's not necessarily a solution. So he was so frustrated. He was sharing this with, with Donald Miller. Uh, he said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. She's choosing this guy, and, and she's choosing this whole lifestyle over the life that you wanted to choose because it's actually a better story. Because in that story, she gets to play a character where she's wanted. Uh, there's risk and there's you know adventure. And, and, and in your story, in the story that you're telling, the role she's playing is she's in a, uh, a home where you and your wife are fighting with each other and she always feels like she's to blame and she's unwanted and no matter what she does, she's always wrong. And then you would turn around and you associate this with God, and it's like, oh yeah, we'll go to church and fix it. And like, God, like in her, in your boring, awful, unpleasant story, God is is the theme. He has to reassess and say, what is the story? Am I offering her a story that's more interesting than the story that that the the world is giving her? And that's the that's where we have to ask ourselves: Are we going to follow God's story, not just the church story, not just the the good, patriotic American Christian white bread story? Are we going to follow a story of conflict and adventure and heroic life and overcoming obstacles and, and doing great things so that people want to tune in? So this guy comes back to his family. Sorry, this guy comes back to his family a couple weeks later, and he says, "All right, there is a village in Mexico, and they need an orphanage, and it's going to cost twenty-five thousand dollars, and we don't have any money, but I told them that we were going to build it in the next two years." How are we going to do that? Mm. <laughs> and so, of course, the, the story goes, he never had a conversation with his wife before he had this family meeting. So there's your conflict right there, mm. right? And they they had a little bit of a, what the crap is this all about, Dad? You know, But after a minute, you know, after a little while, they started looking at it and going, all right, well, what can we do? So the son goes, well, if we're going to do this, we, we should go down there. We should see the village. And uh, the girl's like, well, I have a social media page. Maybe I can put it out there and we can get some, you know, ask questions of how could we do this and how can we raise money and what, what kind of difference we can make. And this family ends up coming together. And as the story goes on, the girl ends up, you know, breaking up with the boyfriend. And, and, and the question is why? Why? Because she found a better story. She found something that, that had more risk and more adventure and greater rewards, and she got to be the hero this time. Mm-hmm. In your story, in the TV show of your life, are you the Jim or are you the Dwight? Are you the, the hero or are you the sidekick? Are, or are you the villain? In the story that you're telling, in the story that God is telling in you, are, are you living the best story possible? People are watching your lives. You know, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses to take Hebrews completely out of context. But people do watch us and they do they do take note on how we live and how we give and how we love and how we deal with the conflict that comes into our lives. People are tuned in. People are binging it every single day. People that we work with, that we go to school with, that we go to church with, that follow us on social media. When you post those passive aggressive moody you know ugh, kind of quotes when you walk around and everything that you say is like miserable and frustrated and you're just always in a bad place because everything is the worst thing and everyone is the worst person and every day is the worst day take a good long look at your story maybe you're living the wrong one maybe it's time for a change in your circumstances in your surroundings in the way that you view conflict, in the way that you view yourself. So that's my encouragement to you guys. Mm-hmm. Play the theme song of your life. Walk into the room every single day. Play that song when you wake up. And it's like, roll credits, new episode. What story are we going to tell today? So what story will you tell you with your lives? Let us know what the theme song for 
your story would be, Nerdigot Squad, uh, <coughs> by following up with us. Let's keep this conversation going across all the social medias and uh, tell us what your favorite TV shows are, the ones that in which you see your life, and maybe even give us the quick uh, three-sentence <coughs> elevator pitch of what the story of your life would be. I would love to read those. And then if you give us that, if you give us the story, we'll, we'll even cast them for you. All right, we'll we'll pitch this thing together. We're gonna get these things made. We're gonna we're gonna pound on the doors of Netflix until someone's <laughs> story gets made. The story of Neff, a boy and his donkey. Netflix. <laughs> well, I do think we are out of time for tonight, you guys. Um, any last comments on television? Don't be assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> That's right. Be the regional manager. Be the regional manager. Well, uh, that is it for us tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys and everything that you do. Please, uh, if you get a chance, swing by your favorite podcast platform and leave us a, a review. We love stars, especially when they come in fives. We're now gearing up for Megacon Orlando, so if you are going to be in the Central Florida area, yeah, we want you to come hang out with us and the yes. Hobbits and all the other cool people that are going to be at Megacon. Weird Al Yankovic. And, uh, Brendan all, Fraser. Brendan, Ed, yes, Brendan Fraser. And the cast from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Or Good Morning Miss Bliss, as the case oh, may be. Yeah. So, yeah, come hang out with us at MegaCon. It's going to be happening April 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th, I believe. Some of those days. Some of those days. It'll be somewhere in April. Sometime. Just show up in Orlando and, and come hang out with us and, uh, and stop by our booth in Artist Alley. Tell us, hey, howdy, hey, and uh, we will high-five you and uh, celebrate thusly. Uh, for the Nerd of God cast, Steve-O Supremo. Cowabunga. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. Big man, Quentin Neff. My theme song would be Born to be Alive by Patrick Hernandez. Lovely Lady Lise Mati. Good choices. And uh, Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. Till next time, I'm Tony T. We ain't gotta go home. But, but we, we can't, can't stay here. Let us know, Jays, everybody. Don't touch that dial. Hey, Scotty. How's it going, man? Good. What's up? Well, we're sitting here. We got our episodes on pause because Neff had to go take a poo. Hey, I was peeing right just then when you called. What? <laughs> I must, he sounds like he's in a bathroom. You guys. I, am in a, I finished, though. Did okay. you wash your hands? He's yes, about to. Oh. Okay, good. Uh, well, that's Don't want to get the coronavirus. Yeah. That's true. C- is that because right. he's, he's Asian? Wow. No, that's absolutely not at all. Racist oh person. Yeah, he's, he's that is he's not at all why. Because in California, that's where they're like other coronavirus Because they're are. close to Asia. Uh, no. Well, no, the, yeah, the big plane was supposed to actually land in Ontario, and they directed it, I think, to March Air Force Base. So there were a bunch of potentially infected See, I'm not coming. racist, guys. I don't understand why you're doing that. Do you ever him. feel like we're like at the beginning point of the end of Rise of Planet of the Apes? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> this, this is like that scene where everybody's just pouring their cereal and ch- getting the newspaper and going about their daily lives, yeah, but then crap's like, about to happen. Like the, the red things, like. This is the first 10 minutes of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it's it's yeah, exactly. Where's Dustin Hoffman? I need Dustin Hoffman in some kind of a hazmat suit. <laughs>